We don't have to sing. Let's not. Oh, hello, gentle listener. Welcome to Hot Drinks. Before... I'm fucking drunk. God damn it. Like and subscribe. I almost hit invite friend to join, but I don't have to because you're here. I'm right here. I just realized our last episode, I don't even think I put like a like intro music on it or anything. Oh my God. The one so that's keeping up with the Kardashians the, <laughs> or Kardashians or whatever I wrote. <laughs> anyway. Oh my God. It was some quality our podcasting. Poor, poor listeners. Poor gentle listeners. Um, I just want to point out that I just noticed for the first time. Uh-huh. That you have a snow globe? Yes. With a unicorn inside of it? Yes. And the base of the snow globe is a pig. So actually, that pig is a vase. The snow globe doesn't... It, they're two separate things. What? Someone has put... I, I just noticed that too. Someone has put the snow globe inside the pig vase. Oh my God. But yeah, I do have a snow globe that is um, has a unicorn inside. It was a Father's Day gift from... From one of my children. And it was like one of my favorite things because, you know, I've worked in retail for a long time. I think I've said on this before. And it always kind of bugs me that, like, when Father's Day rolls around, like, no one knows how to give give gifts to men. So they're always like, it's Father's Day. Buy some axes and some Some cigars and some socks. Like, it's just things that, like... I don't think really appeal to like most men necessarily, yeah, yeah. but it's like people don't know how to classify men. So they're just like, hope he likes cigars and <laughs> they have these weird displays and whatever. Yeah. And there was a father's day where my oldest gave me the unicorn snow globe. Mm-hmm. My middle child gave me some rainbow print wine glasses, which you have drunk out of many <laughs> yes. times. Those sort of iridescent wine glasses. Yes. And my youngest daughter gave me a sign, like kind of a sign that you put like on your desk, you know, that says like, you know, Mr. Johnson or whatever, but this sign says, ask me about my cats. So <laughs> those so those were my three Father's Day gifts one year. I was expecting you to, sign, to say that the sign said, hey, I'm gay. Well, it could have. I mean, it might as well have when it says, ask me about my cats. Yeah. So anyway, it was a really um, lovely Father's Day because I just thought, no toxic masculinity in this house. <laughs> we're gifting unicorn snow globes. Amen. And signs that say, ask me about my cats. Yes. Hi, welcome. So welcome, gentle listeners. This is a podcast. It's called Hot Drinks. That's D-R-A-N-K-S. S as in Sam. Not F. Not like hot drinks. Hot drinks. Do you, sometimes when I like, we do these funny intros and we make these, and and I meant funny in quotation marks, and (laughs) we make these jokes that kind of like, go back to the beginning, I just think surely none of those people are still listening. Those people that started with us at the very beginning, those people like months ago were like, what the fuck is this nonsense? And they have moved on to their lives. You you know what? Those are the people that are rubbing one out when they hear our voices. Oh, I hope so. I just hope so. Anyway, so yeah, this is Hot Drinks. I'm Brother Jack Coffey. I'm a Gemini sun with a Cancer moon and a Leo rising. That's so complicated. It's very complicated. Yeah. Yeah, this is why you don't understand what a trauma response is. Oh, no, I do not. <laughs> um, I, it's that cancer moon. I'm it's, having trouble hearing you. Siri? Siri thought we were talking to her. Right. Um, anyway, it's, it's that cancer it's moon that fucks it up. Yeah. Um, I am Latter-day Twaint. I am a Libra sun, um, a Capricorn moon, <clears throat> and an Aquarius rising. <gasps> it's the dawning of your age. It It is. Well, it's the dawning and rising of... 
Of your age. Of my age. Of the age of, of Aquarius. Aquarius. <gasps> That's when so wonderful. I love that song. When the moon is in the seventh house And Jupiter aligns with Mars I think we did have a Jupiter-Mars conjunction recently. I think it was Jupiter-Saturn. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, but then Mar... Oh, no, I'm thinking Mercury. Mercury went into retrograde and it aligned with a bunch of things. Anyway, this is not an astrology podcast because I don't really know what I'm talking <laughs> Isn't about. Isn't it, though? Even though I pretend to. It's an astrology podcast by two people who don't know what the fuck they're talking about. That's true. <clears throat> I was I was really trying to become like an astrology person for a while and I was subscribing to that app where I like got like the weekly astrology readings and then I just thought this is too complicated for me. I just can't I can't keep up. <coughs> I was starting to kind of piece some of it together and I'm still very interested in astrology, but it was just like way too difficult to remember you, what the houses were and right. what meant what and what what trining meant and when things were trining and sextiling and yeah. it just got too confusing. Adjuncting. Uh, yeah. <coughs> I think that you have to really want to invest and have like a, a passion so driven that you don't even think about it until yeah. you're like balls deep. Yeah. 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 Tell your balls are just dripping in a puddle of astrology. And, and a Capricorn moon. Like your sister. <clears throat> sister Vulva. Her balls are are sweaty oh, with astrology. Tits yeah. She's tits deep. There is, un- there is under the boob sweat that is just <laughs> astrology. That is the secretions of an Aquarian fish. Anyway, yeah. I don't know. Any, no, yeah. the Aquarius aren't fish. They're the water bearers. The Pisces are the fish. Oh, it's but, fine. You know, it's, it's fine. fine. It's fine. It's like a water bearer has poured <laughs> their water under, under her boob. But just... Some, under boobs. But not on sweat. top. Of not on top. No, anyway. just under. Anyway, so this is a podcast where we talk about astrology. So here's... <laughs> if you're just tuning in, uh, we talk about that and we talk about being formerly Mormon. Um, but before you get bored with that, because I know everyone's bored with that, we also mm-hmm. talk a lot about sex and self-hatred. We do. Yes. And everyone <laughs> loves sex and self-hatred. <laughs> Speaking of formerly Mormon, I'm very excited because a friend of mine recommended a podcast to me. Oh. It's called Mormon Stories. Just kidding. But she did recommend... She did recommend a specific episode of Mormon Stories. Okay. I think it's a three-episode arc that is with Heather Gay from The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Oh, God. So I'm very excited. I'm glad you're excited about I that. I am very excited because I love Heather and I love The Real Housewives of SLC. I think John Dillon is the worst interviewer on the planet. But, John, if you want to be a guest, let us know. Um, I just think he's so bad at it. But he's really good, I think, at getting very interesting guests and interesting people. Right. And he's he's got an agenda. Yes. And he's driven. Yes. And you and I have neither of those things. No, we don't. <laughs> um, but I And I will say, just shout out to my friend John. He's not really my friend. But when I was leaving... Oh my God, Siri, shut the fuck she's, up. She's having fun. She's like typing, oh Siri, shut the fuck up as I talk. <laughs> I'm just going to take my watch off. I don't know why I keep triggering it. Um, when I was first leaving the church, Mormon Stories was very instrumental for me. Oh, good. Was it for you at all? Um, <clears throat> the only exposure I had to John Dillon. Well, okay, let me put it this way. Before I left the church, and when I was unhappily married to a gay man, mm-hmm. yawn... Boring. Um, <clears throat> That's a trauma response. I wondered if there was anything online about closeted people being married. Oh, to, yeah. And it, Probably not. You two were the only two. And <laughs> doing such a foolish thing. It was difficult to find stuff. Uh huh. Um, because back then people were 
vocal about it. Yeah. I think I found one blog. And I found a Mormon stories something or other. Because he had something before Mormon stories, I think. Oh, I don't know. A blog. I know there or... was a companion to Mormon <laughs> stories called Gay Mormon Stories for a while. Okay. That's so, probably what I found. Okay. And he was this active Mormon at the time talking Oof. about the insurmountable, mind-blowing problem of the Being LGBTQ yeah. stuff with Mormonism. Yeah. And I thought, oh, God. And and for a second, I felt validated, and then I felt bad for watching it. Okay, good. <laughs> good. <clears throat> Trauma response. Trauma response. I will say that, so Mormon stories, there were quite a few episodes Tisha was a big listener and she recommended a lot to me. Oh. But there were a lot of episodes that were that did very intellectual <clears throat> kind of deconstructions of of the mythology of Mormonism. Right. Like I remember one particularly that was this guy that was an archaeologist and he was an active Mormon. And he and he's like a well-respected archaeologist in his field. And he sort of wanted to kind of like prove archaeologically that the Book of Mormon was true. And the more he dug into it, he was like, oh, this is all bullshit. <laughs> Like, there's literally no historical or archaeological fact for yes. any of this stuff. So just a few things like that. And the, and I, and I that's where I first learned about, like, <clears throat> the second anointing was from Mormon stories and, like, that kind of stuff. God so man. anyway, um, I don't know why we just did a commercial for Mormon oh stories. Oh, my but, God, we totally did. But other Mormon, uh, other Postmo podcast slash people. Well, it's not a podcast. Um, I told you about this week, but our friends at Zelf on the Shelf. Yes. They're not really our friends, but if you guys <laughs> want to be guests, let us know. Or friends. Or friends, let us know. Um, <laughs> they just did a really interesting two-part YouTube series where Tanner, who is the boy of Zelf on the Shelf, mm-hmm. talks about experiences that he had when he was like a young like a young man in the church, I think starting when he was 13 and 14, sort of being groomed by this sexual <clears throat> predator. And it never actually turned into anything. But he was a leader in his ward. Yeah, yeah. It was a yeah, his it guy. was a young man's leader or whatever in the ward. Right. And it never fortunately turned into anything where there was actual, you know, sex happening. Right. But there were but just and and, <clears throat> and it, it's anyway, it's a two-part YouTube series. I think Sam, who's the other person on Zelf on the Shelf is very smart and does a really great job of asking like really smart questions and kind of guiding that conversation. And anyway, I highly recommend it. I'll I, put the link in I the really show notes. I really want to listen to that. Just kidding, the, I won't because we, we, we don't do, do show notes. No, no, no we don't. We, I could probably figure <coughs> out how, but... If we were John DeLynn, I bet we'd have show John notes. John DeLynn probably has people that do show so... notes for him. But anyway, <laughs> that is super interesting to listen to. And I think, and what Tanner said that I thought was interesting that was that he didn't realize he had been groomed until he started hearing other people tell their stories of being groomed. And then he went, oh. Yeah, like, and they talk a lot about, like, the Michael Jackson documentary Isn't that was that on HBO. Oh, God. And then when he watched that, he was like, oh, wait a minute. That sounds like what I went through, you know? Yeah. So it's super interesting. But, yes, obviously, like, content warning if you're, you know, it talks a lot about sexual grooming and kind of sexual manipulation and things like that. So, right, you right. know, steer clear if those things are triggering for you, but it's a fascinating interview. I guess yeah. that was my women's work. I guess so. We do women's work. If this is the first time you've joined us. Uh, Can which... you imagine someone, this is the first time <laughs> they just stumbled across this podcast <laughs> with a logo that was made on Canva. <laughs> they click on it. They start listening to us ramble about 
astrology that we don't know about in John DeLynn. And they're like, I'm going to stick around. <laughs> and then and then you're like explaining women's work. And they're like, oh, thank God. I was wondering what that meant. <laughs> so is, anyway, what's women's work, Sister Twain? It is Twain? our housekeeping or the business of the pod right. or the business of our lives. The business of our lives. And everyone knows that women should do all the housekeeping. And all the business of our lives, really. And apparently... You growing up, all the women in your family did do all the we housekeeping. We did all the. They did all the dishes. Oh my god! Did did your sister? The one that hear was, that? I, and we say haven't. Anything? We haven't talked about it, but I mean, I'm sure. I oh. mean, I don't know if she's caught up on the pod. But, right, that's what I meant. But uh, we have not talked about it. But she would be like, "Oh yeah, that's a hundred percent." But you you have brothers that listen as well. No one's reached out to you to say no. So oh, yeah, I guess siblings so. of mine, yes, coffee siblings. If you're listening. <laughs> I'm curious. Well, no. I mean, I'm not even curious. I know you all remember that only the girls did the dishes at our house. Uh, there were, like, occasional times where we would, like, all, like, where my dad would try to get all of us to participate. Here's a, How did that go? Here's how, another, what did that look Here's like? another funny story about <laughs> my dad. And my dad was a really great guy, but he was a very traditional dude. Yeah. And he died, like, five years ago, like, next week. But, um... Oh, good. I know. That's kind of trauma response but i remember one time when i was a kid my dad felt really bad because my mom was getting really overwhelmed with the laundry because there were eight children in my family can you imagine doing the laundry for 10 people fuck no and she did all of it she washed it all she folded it all she put it all away like clothes towels everything Anyway, I remember having a family home evening where my dad was talking about how my mom was really overwhelmed about the laundry. And so what we were going <laughs> to what we were start doing was <clears throat> that we all got like colored either I they were either like clothespins or like clips or something and we were going to just clip our socks together. Mm-hmm. So like I would have all the blue clips. So when I took my socks off dirty, I would clip them together and then put them in the wash so they would go through the wash At but the then same my time. right and then come out <laughs> presumably still clipped together so my mom didn't have to sort them and fold them all okay. cuz all the socks would be together yeah. so that was the big plan to help mom with the laundry instead of the other 9 people in the house doing some of the fucking laundry right the the plan ah. was like we had a big family meeting the plan was if everyone just puts these clips on their socks Jesus then fuck. mom won't have to fold all the socks Jesus fuck. but she'll have to fold everything else and she'll have to put away all your other clothes you lazy pieces of shit anyway it, it reminds me of a talk that thomas s monson gave testimonies were were born um socks were <clears throat> paired it was right after he that became, was my thomas s monson impression it was right after he became the president of the church uh-huh. so who died right before him hinkley i don't know sure yeah okay. yeah that probably is right <clears throat> and he told this story uh, that it happened in olden times. Testimonies were born <laughs> and thoughts were shared with that sweet sister. And back in these days, there was this ironing machine uh-huh. that like had a top that you like, right. put, like almost like a, I, I picture it like a printing press. Yeah. And <clears throat> from the top, let it drop. It's going to steam your clothes. Steam your clothes like a wet ass pussy. Yeah, did. exactly. And so, um, <clears throat> You open it up, you lay the garment on flat, and right. then you... Bring uh, the big presser down. Right. And and it might actually be the garment of the Holy Priesthood that's laid out flat. Right. It could be. It might be a t-shirt, but it might also be the garment of the right. Holy Priesthood. And then, so, uh, I guess this, it was a story, somebody's going to remember this story, 
and tell me how I got it wrong. And that's fine because I, I know I'm getting do. it wrong. I Again, they- I don't think those people are listening anymore. <laughs> those people that used to write in. I think they stopped listening long um, ago. But there was something about this woman having all this ironing to do for her boys and her husband. Mm-hmm. And so the boys worked, got a job, and the husband worked extra hours so that they could buy the wife and that ironing the machine. The ironing machine. <laughs> Instead of just, Instead of just fucking, fucking helping, helping her. with it. With the ironing. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. And that was told as a faith-affirming story about how we care for those we love. And not the least of which. Not the least. Not the least How we buy people. Yeah. Anyway, y'all. I have a tidbit of women's work, and then we should probably introduce the topic. Let's do it. As if we haven't already. Let's do it. Okay. My tidbit of women's work, and I don't know if you're ready for the world to know this. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Is this something about me? Are you having a trauma response right now? No, but is this something about me? It's about us. Oh, okay. We're going to move in together. <laughs> oh my God, just kidding. So, um... <laughs> I mean, if we didn't have our fucking kids, we could. <laughs> we so could. And it'd be great. You'd make red beans and rice. I would make red beans and rice and dirty I'd, rice. And I'd make spam fried rice. And you know how I make dirty rice? all the rice. With my wet ass pussy. Gross. <laughs> Actually disgusting. <laughs> oh, Sister Twain has left the room. <laughs> What are we... Wait, what's this thing you're revealing? I just thought you and I have discussed the possibility... Okay. ...of starting a sister podcast. Right. A sweet sister. Yes. Meaning ugly. An ugly podcast. No, right. No. But starting another podcast that is more marketable. <laughs> right. Well, here's our thought process. Number one... Okay. We are really good at producing a weekly podcast on the dot... <laughs> You know, like consistently performing and delivering on the things we want. So we thought, we're so good at this, we should do a second one. Uh Right. So that was thought number one. So. It would be a waste to not do a second one. Thought number two was, you and I are magical together. We're magical. We're so fucking funny, you guys. And just like that one Apple review said, when we go to bed at night, we think, we're so so cool. cool. I love that review. I love that reviewer. That one star review. That one star review on iTunes. They think they're so cool. (laughs) Sir, you do not know me at all. Anyway, we just think we're really funny, but obviously, and we're not going away from hot drinks because we love hot drinks. Yeah. But obviously, like, hot drinks is not for everybody. Right. It's niche. It's not, it's it's always going to have kind of a niche audience because, you know, if you're not Mormon, if you're not okay with saying, like, you know, slide Jesus's hot, hard cock up your cunt, like, those kind of things... If you're not okay with the idea of Jesus's rock hard Arabic cock sliding up your wet cunt, then like this is not the podcast for you. <clears throat> wow. Oh, I have to tell you the funniest story. <laughs> and then we'll take a break. But anyway, so the point is we've thought about, first of all, we've thought about how we have great audio quality with no coughing in the background. <laughs> and we've thought about how consistent we are at making a podcast. So we will anyway. Anyway, we want to... Broaden our horizons. And may, yeah, perhaps make a podcast for the people. Yes. For the and people. by the people, we mean the world. The world. Because people, because we shouldn't hide this candle under a bushel. We should put this candle on a hilltop. Or it will diminish. And right now it's on a small hilltop for the postmo Arabic cock and the cunt people. I, I totally pictured my muns. Do you know what muns is? No, I thought you meant your mom. It is. <laughs> I pictured your mom too. My muns. It's that 
mound of oh, yeah. flesh okay. yeah, yeah, over yeah. my pubic bone. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I pictured just a little a candle. Little, a little candle. <laughs> on there. So here's a quick story, and then we're going to go to break. Oh, my God. So I went to visit Mary Jo Coco this week, uh, okay. who is oh, my mother. Oh, dear God. And we were just catching... Mary Jo has had both vaccines, so she's in a good place. So we were just kind of catching up and chatting. And she goes, oh, guess what? And I was like, what? And she goes, the other night, I couldn't <clears throat> sleep. She's had a lot of problems with insomnia lately. She goes, the other night, I had a really hard time sleeping. So I listened to your podcast. <laughs> and I was like, what pod? Which, which one? Which is a funny question to ask. And she goes, you know, like three years ago, you were on that Utah Gay Fathers podcast. You recorded that interview. Oh, my. I know. I know. Oh, my God. But I, like, had a heart attack. I had a trauma response to it. Because I didn't know, like, when I said which one, I meant, like, which episode. Because I was like, is is Mary Jo Coco going to be like, the one where you talked about the dicks you wouldn't suck? You know, like... (laughs) I didn't know where Mary Jo Coco was going with this. But anyway, I did record a podcast a few years ago for a group here in Utah called Utah Gay Fathers. Uh-huh, yeah. Just sort of telling my coming out story and about, you right. know, whatever. Oh, my God. And Mary Jo had listened to it at the time, but then had, like, saved it on her iPhone and then had listened to it again the other night when she couldn't sleep. Great. But when she said, I listened to your podcast, oh. I was like, Jesus saves. I was so scared. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Um. Brother Coffee, did uh-huh. you notice how he just screamed bloody murder? Yes. And I hope my neighbors didn't care. <laughs> I, know. I hope my cute neighbor Ian didn't care. Oh, he probably thinks you're doing somebody over here and he's yeah. jealous. I hope so. I hope so too. But wait, anyway. before we go to break, yeah. the reason we brought up the new and improved podcast. No, not new and improved, no, just new. Just new. And, and the podcast for the people. Let's right, call it. The podcast that. for the people. Is as we don't know what our angle is yet. Right. So if any of you have any fucking clue what the right. angle is. Right. If if Heavenly Father drops some knowledge right. down into your head. Thomas S. Monson, somebody. <laughs> yeah, so and also if you're an audio producer and you want to produce this podcast <clears throat> for us. We just think we're really funny and we think more people deserve to listen to us be funny. They deserve it. It's But but they might not right want to listen to Mormons and gays and it's, the Arabic we're cock niche. We're the niche Jesus is a cock going through the handholds. <laughs> people might not want that. So anyway. When when I think of Jesus's cock, I think of being on my knees. And his hands are on top of my head like uh-huh. he's giving me a blessing. Yeah, because it wouldn't be his cock going through his handholes. It'd be someone else's cock. Right. I mean, I guess it could be his. Maybe that's how he masturbates. Oh, for Just sure. Just kind of slapping. Easy peasy. Anyway. But I imagine being on my knees and his hands on my head like a blessing. And then you're just slobbering on that knob. But, and, 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 it's, and I'm gagging. Okay. Right. So today... But I picture the American Christian Jesus. The blonde one? Like that the surfer? Like Ewan McGregor. Yeah. The surfer. Oh. What? I'll tell you after we go on a break. I just got a very funny text, but I don't want to go on another tangent. Here we go. Um, We're not going to do it. So here's our topic today. (laughs) The top, our top five favorite, favorite trauma responses so far of 2021. Oh my God. Let's take a break. Hmm. Wait. Hey, we're back. We're drinking a white wine. It's a honeymoon. Uh, y- Vionyer. Vo- it, it would be pronounced Vionyi. Okay. And honeymoon is a Trader Joe's brand. It is. It's a California 2019. Right. 13% ABV. It's, tr- it's tasty. ABV reminds me of uh, 
America's Boys Funniest Home Video? Oh, no. okay. okay. A Boys to Men song. Okay. Anyway, okay. My <laughs> sister, who may or may not be still listening to this podcast, we don't know, <laughs> went to California and said, do you want me to get you some stuff from Trader Joe's? And I was like, yeah, get me whatever you're getting. And she bought an entire box full of alcohol for like $55. If anyone listening outside of Utah is confused, our Trader Joe's is don't, don't sell alcohol. Sell alcohol. Yeah. No one does. Right. Except the state-run liquor stores right. where everything is very expensive. Which Little Twaint calls a giant bathroom. They're, I always think of them as the DMV. Like right. I feel I feel like buying alcohol is a similar experience to like going to the DMV. Government your driver, run, Yeah, driver's license. Nobody renewed. cares about you. Right. And they okay. all make like $9 an hour. Oh, yeah. So they don't care. They're, yeah. It's not like they're like, oh, well, let me recommend some um, organic reds oh, to God, you. Oh, God, no. No, oh, no, no. no. Anyway. Oh, hell no. So if any of you live in states where Trader Joe's buy alcohol and you want to buy alcohol and carry it across state lines for legal reasons, this is a joke, let us know. <laughs> But for legal reasons, I'm joking. Right. Anyway. Okay. So we're going to talk about the top five trauma responses. Our top five favorite, favorite trauma responses. Uh, our most fun and Our favorite. most favorite 2021 trauma responses. Yeah. And when I said favorite, I kind of thought about how, like, the Mormons used to say, like, you guys, my favorite sin is being slothful. Like, they thought they were being so naughty to yeah. have a favorite sin. Right. Like, they were keeping it real. You yeah. know, there was that one young women's leader that was always like, you guys, my favorite sin is 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 pride. It's, I mean, it's true. <laughs> and I'm not afraid to admit it. Like, they were keeping it real. And her counselors would be sitting in the corner smiling being and like, shaking oh, their heads. Sister Johnson. I know. Anyway, so we're talking about our favorite trauma responses. I hate ironing. And I haven't told my husband this. And I just, my husband of 40 years. I really wish my husband and sons would work extra hours to buy me an ironing machine. machine. Anyway. Okay. <clears throat> my favorite trauma response so far. Okay. Is that I quit all my jobs? Yeah, that was that as, was a big tra- that was a big trauma as, response. As we talked about in right. our keeping up with the Kardashians. I mean, that is the trauma response to end all trauma responses. <laughs> and you were like, "Burn it down, bitches!" Burn it down. Um, I haven't told my ex husband. He doesn't need to know. He doesn't listen to this shit. <laughs> um, not that I would need to. Right. I just think it's interesting that like major life things I share with him. Yeah. Because. He is still a very, very important person in my life. I would be very curious to know what the ex has, what Gary knows about your life. Hmm. Like, what things you share. Like, does he know about the Republican? He does. Okay. Um, but only because he has asked a couple of questions. Okay. Because Tisha and I have a great relationship and we talk a lot. But I think, like, I don't think either one of us share particularly, like, personal details about our lives. Mm. So anyway. Yeah. I was about to say something about Tisha, but I, I won't. That's good for you. Good you know, for you. I refrain. Anyway. Boundaries. So you quit all your jobs. Uh, did I not quit. tell Gary. Yeah. Uh, which is probably an, a trauma response in and sure. of itself. Sure. Yep. Um, <clears throat> uh, he doesn't need to know. I'm going to be getting unemployment. Uh, it's whatever. Right. Um, but it was one of those trauma responses that I was very aware of. Right. I think we have trauma responses 90% of the time and we don't realize it's a response yeah. to past trauma. Yeah, yeah. Like you writing papers for your kids at the end of last Jesus, school year. I don't even know. still don't know what that means. <laughs> okay, anyway. Um, sorry to bring that up. I'm really sorry to bring it's that fine. up. It's fine. Re- I still don't know what it means. I know. Um, <clears throat> anyway. Um, to, to, just to bring you guys in, the loop. I texted... <laughs> Sister Twain and the Great Horror Upon the Waters one night. And I said, I'm literally writing a paper for my son so that he passes, 
you know, whatever, whatever class grade. he was in. And the whore was like, oh my God, I've been doing that too. And then you said, that's a trauma response. And I said, I have no idea what you mean. <laughs> and then you never clarified. So here we are. Because I thought, if you don't know, I can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> if so, you don't have the courage to understand it, then I can't. Anyway. Anyway, the trauma, res- the, 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 the trauma that quitting my jobs was in response to. Yes. Was all the grief from last year. Again, as I covered in the Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Um, my dad, our mutual friend who died of ALS. Yes. My mother-in-law. My Your sister-in-law. sister-in-law. And yeah. then another good theater friend who died of yes. cancer. Um, like, inner circle friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I think I did some spiritual bypassing. Sure. Um, <clears throat> which is what we do second nature when we are very religious. We go, well, he's in a better place. Right, right, right. 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 And what I did, uh, I think across the board, and I established this with my therapist today, who's awesome, <clears throat> was whatever issues are left unresolved with all these people who have died, mm-hmm. whatever... I'm going to miss. I just realize, A, they're still here. Right. In some form. And B, they are in their pure essence, pure higher consciousness now. And they, uh, it's such a great thought to know that they see things for what they really are now. Right. And um, blah, blah, blah. And I wanted to just kind of, what do you call that when you do that with your hands? A double clap? No, when you dust your hands off. Dust your hands off? Yeah, when you're like... We oh. always called it a double clap. But that's but it's not clapping. I know, but that's what we called it was a double clap. You asked me what we called it, you didn't ask what it was. When you're done with a task and you go... It's a double clap. Oh my God. A double clap is this. No, I know. <laughs> you didn't ask me what it was, you asked me what I called it, and that's what I've always called it is a double clap. I think we're arguing, and I think it's a trauma <laughs> it's response. It's a trauma response. Anyway. <clears throat> so you so, slapped your hands, to, you did slippity slap of the hands... <laughs> As it's commonly known. Uh, I did some spiritual bypassing. And then when uh, when my body and mind got still and quiet enough uh-huh. in a desk job, it all came crashing down. Right. That there was stuff to deal right. with. But spiritual bypassing. Right. The intent is good. Sure. But it's... It's a survival it's technique. It's not a processing technique. It's a trauma response. It's a... <laughs> it's so As it were. Kind of a double whammy. So How's, that's my... How's your trauma response life shutdown been going? Uh, great. I have just, I don't, uh, try to choke back the tears anymore. Okay. And it'll just come out of nowhere. Great. At least once a day. Right. And crying releases oxytocin. Right. Which, um, for those of you with opioid addiction out there. (laughs) Right. Cry it up. Certainly there are some. (laughs) Um, and pro tip. During the pandemic, you don't have to be fired from your job to collect unemployment. You yeah. can quit your job. Right. So if you're in a shitty job, quit your job. Quit the fucking job. Yeah. I mean, I haven't received my unemployment yet, so we'll see. <laughs> so All maybe right. don't so maybe don't take legal advice from us, but that is what we have heard. Or astrological advice. Yeah, none of the, or tarot none of readings. the advice. Just kidding. My tarot readings have been pissing people off lately because oh, they're so really? accurate. In fact, this is a side note. This has nothing to do with anything. Yes. But I gave a reading to one of our gentle listeners, and her response was, fuck you, <gasps> fuck you, fuck you. I want to know which one when we're on a break. All right. I can't wait. Anyway. <laughs> What's yours? So, oh shit, what is mine? Okay, so we were texting about 
what to talk about. <laughs> and we have sent many texts because we were going to do like a Valentine's Day episode. And then we just did that Keeping Up with the Kardashians episode. And anyway. You so, wanted to do a Valentine's So we've had a lot of things going back and forth. But anyway, you texted as a joke tonight and said our top five trauma responses. Yeah. And I had a trauma response <laughs> to that. <laughs> suggestion because as i have established when you told me that me writing my son's film paper about call me by your name (laughs) was a trauma response i did i didn't know what a trauma response was and so when you suggested that i wanted to seem like cool and in the know because my trauma is that growing up that was one of like i think if you talk to any kid that grew up like gay and Mormon or any other kind of conservative religion or, you know, like where there were like where there were a lot of expectations placed upon them, your whole kind of goal and the work that you were doing was to be like the perfect kid. Because that way no one would ever no one would ever dig into the muck and find out that you were a flaming homosexual. And a an abomination. An abomination before God. Before God and a tool of Satan to bring about the end of days. (laughs) So when I was uh when I was a kid, I was very good at school. I was very driven. I was very smart. I always had the right answers. One time, did um, your school do preference? Remember preference dances like boys' preference and girls' preference? Did you guys do I that? Think so. I moved around a lot. Okay. One of them at least did. Yeah. So it's wild to me that we used to do this because we would literally vote on the best body, the hottest. Like we would vote on these things, and then they would be in the yearbook. Oh my god! Like I still remember Best Body Sloan Robinson from <laughs> from my high school. Oh but my like god. we would vote on it anyway. So when I was a senior, I was nominated in the category of most intellectual. Okay. And there was a girl that I went to high school with who who saw we were like in the class when they handed out the ballots or whatever, and she goes. <laughs> Most intellectual. And I was like, what? And she goes, well, I mean, you're smart, but you're hardly intellectual. Wow, wow, wow. Anyway, that's not the trauma, but I just wanted to share that story because I think it's funny. Where is she now? What is she today? She's. I think she's in an unhappy Mormon marriage. And 17 children. Yep, so she did it to herself. Anyway, I hope she's a listener. Lovely, lovely, lovely. If you're out there, your name starts with a K. Thanks for thinking I was the most intellectual. Um, it's going to be Caitlin. Anyway, so... Let's start... Uh, so, let's do number two. Are you ready? Are you I'm still... I'm still talking. Oh, sorry. Jesus. Go. Sorry. So anyway, so I feel a need to always have the right answers. And so when you suggested this topic, even though you were actually joking, it turns out, I felt stressed and anxious because I still kind of don't know what a trauma <clears throat> response is. I literally Googled what is a trauma response. <clears throat> and all the things that came up said... Some common responses to trauma are, but n- there was nothing about what a trauma response is. So I still don't know. Anyway, what's your number two? My number two is totally random, and it happened to me today. Okay, great. And it's my favorite. I love it. Which is why I'm talking about it. Right, I love it. that's the topic, our top okay, five favorites. No, I love it, I love it. Okay. You're like, get on with it, bitch. <laughs> All right, so um, we have a good friend. Yes. Who um, we mostly interact with on the social means. Right. Um, I have started interacting with her sister. Okay. Super cool. I love going on this journey. I have no idea who we're talking about. I know. It could be one of 200 people. Right. Because we're that popular. We're that popular. And so... (laughs) Guys, we're magic together. (laughs) We need to... You're the intellectual. We need to light this candle for the people. You've got the brains. I've got the looks. Let's make lots of money. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Was that an old Broadway show tune? Uh, No. Anyway, so you're... Pet Shop Boys. Okay. So... 
the sister that I've been getting to know through uh-huh. the social meds posted a picture of her parents and all her siblings today, and there's 13 of them. Jesus, Lord, and Savior. And I got so livid. Uh-huh. And I got mad at her, but it's not her fault. <laughs> Why didn't you give your dad a condom? <laughs> And I think I got mad at her because she was like, look at all my siblings. And I'm thinking, that is irresponsible. And this post should say, none of us got what we needed growing up. Right. (laughs) There were too damn fucking many of us. Right. Um, My parents had 13 children out of a trauma response. Right. And... Um, it, it's irresponsible and it's not good for the planet. We ate a quarter of a potato for dinner yeah. every yep. night because yep. that's all they could afford. We used to eat something called <clears throat> Lil Stinkies because that's all we could afford. Stop. Anyway, keep going. Stop. Nope, Lil Stinkies. God that's all I'm damn keep it. going. Your life is magical. Uh, a chi- a is childhood of dreams. The, in 10 years, when I can say I've known you for 40 years. Oh, Jesus, Jesus Christ. Oh, wait, how savior. long have we? We've known each other since I was like 20. So we've known each other for more than 20 years. So 25 years. So it would be like 35 years when 10 years from now. I think in 10 years I'll be able to pinpoint your trauma for you. Okay. I'm piecing it together. Thank God. Piecing it together. Someone can. So I wanted, I think the trauma response is that I wanted her to point out publicly. Right. With some big clit energy. Right. Of like, I love all my siblings. I love my mom and dad. But hey, don't do this. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the trauma that that is in response to is that I have four children and I feel like it was irresponsible. To have that many. Because I... You wish you could just get rid of little Twain. I... (laughs) I'm just saying that because she's the only one that listens. She's the only one that listens. (laughs) We love you, little Twain. Don't go anywhere. And she's listening and doing her cute little laugh and putting her tiny little hand over her mouth. She's my smallest kid. So anyway. She's like a little squirrel. She is. A little tiny baby squirrel. (laughs) Um, But I had them without knowing who the fuck I was. Yeah. And the more I had them, the less I knew myself. Right. And the more I operated from my childhood trauma. Great. How many times can one say trauma in an episode? Just you and Gary. I feel like the you Tootsie Pop owl. You've got some trauma. Gary's got some trauma. Let's pop out some babies. And I said to my therapist today, so we were mapping out our my four goals. And they're broad goals. Right. Um, for the next six months with her. Right. Uh, we call it a treatment plan. Renew your I, temple recommend. And I, <laughs> for and, example. And I love the structure because I suck at providing structure for myself. Uh-huh. But I do love That's structure. A trauma. It's a trauma response. Of course it is. <laughs> that you suck at providing it for yourself. <laughs> so number three. So there were four. Number three of the goals. Oh, okay. I thought you were moving on to your number three. And I was like, oh, wait, what's happening? I haven't even so done my number confusing. two. It's confusing. This whole episode is one big confusing right. mess. I've had a lot of honeymoon vonyor. So <laughs> you keep saying it wrong. Um you guys, this is the magic that we need to share with the people. This is the candle the that people, needs to be on a hilltop. We mean the world. Right. A bigger hilltop than my mun's. Yes. But I, as I was saying, my third goal with my therapist out of the four goals for the next six months is I want to be able to forgive myself for how I was when they were little. Yeah, you got to do that. And the way I was was because I shouldn't have had them. <laughs> 
it's love not, you. And it's not because of them. It's because no. of me. Right, 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 right. And I told my therapist, like, the kids have gotten to the point that when I apologize for the Being abuse, a horrible mom, yeah. They roll their eyes and they're like, okay, we get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And guess yeah. what? You're still a piece of shit. And, yeah. then they, and then they elbow each other and like, hey, did you hear what I just said to mom? And then you go in your room and cry. And masturbate. Yeah. Because of my Capricorn moon. Anyway, what's your number two? Wow, that was a journey. Okay, so my number two, Sister Twain has had one small glass of Vonyar, just if you're wondering. Vonyar. So my number two was Valentine's Day. Oh, hell yeah. Here's the thing. Because you're romantic. Here's the thing. Oh my God. I don't think I... When going into Valentine's Day, I'm like, I don't give a flying fuck about Valentine's Day. Right. 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 I don't care. But. It's, stupid. it's a stupid holiday. Oh, I can't wait. Then people start posting. <sighs> you guys were back. It cut off because someone, someone called me. And you know who it was that called me? What? It was that dumb recording from the school that's like, your child has missed one class. And I'm like, I fucking know. No shit. We've get, we're dropouts. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> Valentine's Day. Okay. So people, people start, start posting, posting the post. Yeah. And here's what I think you're thinking right now. You're thinking, oh, it's really hard to see people in loving relationships because you're lonely. Mm-hmm. And that makes you lonely. And that is not true. It makes me sad. The trauma response is not that other people have partners or relationships. I'm fine with that. Okay. The trauma response is that I don't believe that those things are possible for me. Right. So the trauma is more not about the absence of like a partner or a loving relationship <laughs> in my life. The trauma is around the idea that in my mind mm-hmm. that that will never, ever be a possibility for me to have a partner, have a relationship or even have like I'm not even talking about anything long term, like even have like like a normal relationship with like sex or dating or whatever. I don't, I literally do not believe that's possible for mm, myself because mm, mm. I'm too messed up and I'm too afraid of like dealing with it. And you don't want to be let in on the little secret that 80% of the people in those posts are unhappy. Oh, yes. Well, no, I know that. But like, but that's part of it is like, because I even, there were even some people that posted and said like, oh, like I'm seeing this guy, it's really new, but he's been really great, like whatever, that's fine. Yeah. And again, I'm not jealous that like this person is seeing this <clears throat> other person, but I'm jealous that like if that relationship falls apart, then that person who I follow on social media presumably will then be able to like go on some more dates uh, and meet a new person. So it represents a bigger thing conceptually. Not, yeah, it's not, not just, it has nothing to do with the relationships people are in cuz I get that that not people just are a happy thing that Yeah, you that people have. are putting on a show or that or that like some of those relationships <clears throat> are going to crash and burn in the next 6 months like yeah. that none of that is relevant to me at all. It's the fact that if said relationships crash and burn in the in the next six months, that the people that are involved in them will be like, well, that sucks. And they'll, you know, be sad and they'll cry and they'll eat Ben and Jerry's and then like they'll start going on dates again and then they'll like meet, right. a, meet a new person. And right. then or that or they won't. They won't meet a new person. They'll just date a bunch of people and they'll have a bunch of sex. It'll be great. And I don't believe that those things are possible for me at all. OK. At all. OK. So that's the trauma I response. I think it's because I think what's going to happen is. I think... Okay, let me back up. Okay. <laughs> you haven't gone anywhere. I th- <laughs> but please back up. <laughs> I'm in the garage and I'm like, wait. Let me You're go. like, hold on. Let's go, let's let's go back over. home. Let's go back to the um, beginning. Uh, I think 
that your higher consciousness. We call him Tallulah. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> realizes the dangers of willy-nilly dating and relationships as far as vulnerability and getting hurt and stuff like that. And that when you do manifest a relationship, it will be something that's really grounded and really real. And you will be ready to be vulnerable like attracts like. It will be the real deal. You're not up for the fake shit. That's terrifying. Uh, <laughs> Everything I just said was like a baptism. No, it's terrifying. <laughs> no, because like, first, this, thank you for saying that. That was very lovely. But yeah, let me tell you why you're wrong fun. and why it's terrifying. Because <laughs> um, first of all, like, why can't I be ready for the fake shit? Like, why can't I just go like, fuck the neighbor, you know? Because I think it will be uh, uh, self-sabotaging. But why, can, why is it self-sabotaging? Why is it so easy for everybody else? And it's so impossible for me. Because you're pure source energy. Oh, stop. <laughs> anyway. That's another podcast And also, episode. for sure. And also, like, I, like, people say that. Okay. And again, thank you so much for saying that. It was really <laughs> kind of you. But when people say that, and they say, like, oh, you're not ready. You're going to find your person, blah, blah, blah. I just think, like, no, I'm not. Because when that person comes along, like, I will, I will have no... I feel like you need that preparation of like the bad dates and the bad relationships and the bad hookups and the, and the good hookups and the good dates and whatever. So that when you find that person, you go, Oh, this is it. This is all the things coming together. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because I feel like if that person showed up today, I would assume that they were the bad date and the bad hookup and the bad relationship. And I would, burn it all to the ground first of all what i said is not akin to what other people are saying we're like you'll find your person that's true that's i'm not true. i'm not i'm not the, you know true. i don't do that um and again thank you for saying what you said. <laughs> but and secondly i don't think you necessarily have to have all those experiences to find someone think about our friends tiff and jack sure they had both been married sure and found each other sure and they're fucking twin flames. I know. So. I know. They have each only had sex with two people. Their spouses and each other. That we know of. Just kidding. I have no idea. I'm pretty sure. But anyway. But I don't think that's possible for me. Okay, that's cool. the whole point. <coughs> that's, cool. the, cool. that's the whole point. Cool. So, so that's what So was... in other words, you're, it's like you're seeing posts of people in Narnia. And you're like, well, I'll oh, never, yeah. I'll never yeah. get to it's like It's like if people were posting photo, like selfies of themselves on the moon. Okay. And they were like, we just completed the moon landing. It's so exciting to be here. And I was like, that's great. That's I'll never great, go to the that's, moon. That's, that's crazy. That's sad. The moon's so far away. I'm terrified of it. Right. Anyway, so let's take a break, even though we kind of took one earlier. Uh-huh. And then we'll come back for number three. Okay. And we're back. Number three. Number three. Numero trois. That's the thing we do. I know, I know, I know. But those people don't listen anymore. I just... <laughs> I want everyone to know that Brother Coffee's books... On his bookshelf are arranged in rainbow colors. So, they are. They um, are. <clears throat> but then this is a separate shelf for graphic novels over here. I don't know if you noticed that. Right. Right above right. the picture of your dead dad. Right. Meryl. And the picture of my children. And. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Number three. Trauma. Your favorite trauma response to 2020. 2020. 2021. The I one love, that felt really good. I love this one so much. I love a trauma okay, response. Okay. So I'm dealing with this grief. And closing the blinds in my bedroom and staying under the covers. Oh, God, I love that. 
right, right, it's right. My dream. Yeah, yeah. Just my dream. wallowing in it, oh. just chewing on it like it's a steak, a big oh. juicy medium rare steak. I'm hard. Ugh. And when I get this way, uh huh. I want my brains fucked out. I want my <laughs> pussy obliterated. You want a broken pelvis. I, <laughs> you know? I, I better not be able to conceive children. Right. Like you want orthopedic <laughs> surgery when this is done because your pelvis is cracked in half like a dry bit of bamboo. <laughs> want sex i want dick yeah i i especially want dick because you, i'm primarily heterosexual you want sex you want dick <laughs> you especially want dick put that on a t-shirt um <clears throat> but here's the problem here's the problem here's part b of this trauma response well here's, we're in a pandemic we're it's st- global <laughs> no oh no oh, it's that's not 3b okay 3b of this trauma response is i want it to be with someone that I have feelings for. Ugh. Right? So fucking annoying. <laughs> right. I want it to be connected, Ugh. emotional, sex, maybe some crying. Oh, you want to gaze into each other's eyes. I mean, yeah. And be like, are you close, honey? You want that. That's <laughs> oh, what you want. No, what you just said re- is really disgusting to me. It's really disgusting. <laughs> you don't disgusting anyone to ever me. ask if you're close, honey? Never fucking again. Are you close, sweetheart? Oh my God, that's, <laughs> that's, like, that's like when my ex-husband would say, did you breastfeed on both breasts? <laughs> Before you put her to bed? <laughs> Gary, why are you asking that? He's trying to be an, an involved heterosexual man. Are you, clo- are you close, honey? I'm close, honey. I'm Jesus close, sweetheart. God. How are you doing, sugar? You just ruined everything. Anyway, so I was, I you want to wanna be connected. I was describing a really healthy... And you want your pelvis broken in Sexual half, situation. Like a dry bit of kindling. <laughs> Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm going to stop talking. Go okay. Ahead. <clears throat> it's the voneur. Yeah. I just want to like lay on my back. Right. And be taken care of. Right. Yeah. I want uh, to be on all fours and have my ass smacked. Yeah. Like they trying to tenderize a steak, baby. Right. Right. New York strip. A big red handprint. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and... Uh, that's it. That's the end. That's yours. <laughs> that's weird. That I mean, I don't want to say that's weird, but that's kind of weird. I think like, in your grief. Okay, but it's a Capricorn moon thing. Really? Why? Just read about Capricorn moons. Well, t- <laughs> tell me about Capricorn <laughs> moons. Like, in your, in your moments okay. of these intense, engulfing grief, you want someone to, like, blow your back out. Right. So, Capricorn moons... When you're in your moon, you're in your shadow self. You're yeah. in your emotions. You're, you're in, in your truest and deepest you're self. Very, yeah. very vulnerable self. And when you're in that, you one of the things that you want to crave, one of your coping mechanisms is sex. Really? Mm-hmm. So my moon is in cancer, uh-huh. which is a, the crab. Right. Which wants to hide in its little hidey hole and in its little shell. Bingo, baby. And hide from the world. Zing, ding, 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 ding. So the sex I want is... Not Me hiding from the world, the world in my little hidey hole. Okay. That's your I, sexual identity. I want hidey hole sex. <laughs> Whew, okay. In fact, you texted me the other day. We were talking about Pedro Pascal. Yes. Who has been in Game of Thrones. Right. Who's the Mandalorian. He's gorgeous. And you said, and I quote. I don't remember what I said. I remember I said something, but I don't remember what I said specifically. <laughs> 
Um, and do you guys do you guys know Pedro Pascal? He's the, he is the Mandalorian, right? He was also like, where would people know him from? He was in Game of Thrones. He was what was his name on that? Oh Jesus! He was uh, the one that Oberon. like Oberon that yes. fought with the spear and that the mountain killed. <laughs> Spoiler alert! You said. I wish. I was. <laughs> Do you need me to read it? I wish I was only a hole so he could ruin me. <laughs> not a sentient being. He's really hot. Just not a no-brainer heart. No, just a hole. Or I'm likes, just, likes to run away. I'm just a hole, sir. <laughs> Pay, oh, okay. Like a fleshlight? On, kind of. <laughs> On the break, you need to tell me about the two gentle listeners you referred to earlier. Okay. And then I will <laughs> refer to you that there is, I don't know if it's a gentle listener, but we have a friend. Uh-oh. Who reminds me of Pedro Pascal. Is he straight? Yes. Is he available? Uh, maybe. But who we both have tried to fuck. Is, anyway, he, we'll is talk- he in love with me? No. Why not? Let's talk about it later. Anyway, what's so we'll your, talk about that on the break. What's your number three asshole? So my number three. <laughs> Literally only an asshole. I just want to be a hole. <laughs> I'm just a hole, sir. <laughs> anyway. Um, okay. So I don't want to get into a lot of specifics. Thank God. But... <laughs> I live in a in a townhouse and a complex of townhouses. Oh, I know, I know. And I have a neighbor. Yeah, you do. And this, and again, a I gayber. don't want to get into specifics. Yeah, I have a gay neighbor. I have several gay neighbors, but I have a gayber. We have gotten into some flirtations, and that's all I'm going to say. I don't want to get. I don't want to get specific about it. But like all, but nothing in person. It's always been like online or kind of like. It's just been, it's been a little vague. Like it has not, it's not like we met at a bar for drinks. Like we've had some sort of paths crossing flirtations online. I will just say that. That's all we're going to say. But like pretty strong flirtations, right? Because you know the stories. I do. And like, and this is a person, and this is the part that's hard for me to understand. This is a person who has seen me in real life (laughs) and is flirting with me, (laughs) which is very confusing to me. (laughs) Anyway, the other day... I was backing out of my driveway. Oh, my God. And there was a person kind of crossing. I live in a townhouse, so there's, you know, all the kind of driveways, like, face together. And then there's, like, a an exit to get onto the street. Anyway, I was I was kind of pulling out. And there was someone crossing the road. Yeah. This very cute guy uh-huh. who kind of looked at me and waved like he recognized me. And I waved back. Yeah. And then he kind of continued to walk. He was wearing sweatpants. He had an absolute dump truck of an ass. <laughs> and, then, and then as he walked away, he did like the double take. Like he looked back to look at me a second oh, time. Honey. And it was the hot neighbor. Yeah. It was, I think. You and I were texting during this. We time. were. Yeah. And I, <clears throat> it, it was the hot neighbor. Yeah. And, and I don't know what to do with that information. It, it, all you know is that you had a massive trauma response. I had a massive trauma you were, response. You wanted to to draw, get on the. You were already in your car, and you wanted right. to get on the freeway and yes. just drive west. Yes, un, un, to Reno. Right, just to Reno. <laughs> um, no, I don't know what the trauma Our response was, but like. I didn't, it's not like I felt this happy, like, oh, my cute neighbor is flirting with me. This is fun. I thought, like, what the fuck is happening? What the fuck is going on? Yeah. And I was very traumatized by it. So here's the thing. Okay. Okay. I don't even want to hear the thing. Okay. No, go ahead. Tell the thing. He definitely wants to fuck you. I mean, but like, (laughs) 
But in my mind, that's not possible. I know. Bless your heart. It's not possible. Yeah. Because he's seen me in real life. Right. And if, anyway, it's too much. It's too much. I can't even think about it. Like, it's really, really, really hard for me to imagine that someone has, like, and I, I know this sounds like I'm fishing for compliments, and I promise it's not. It's but not. it's really hard for me to imagine <clears throat> that someone has, like, because I can understand, like, you know, you see people online, and, like, you're flirting on an app or whatever, and, like, it's a, it's a, it's a representation of that person. But it is really difficult for me to imagine that someone has, like, seen me in real life and been like, yes, that man is attractive. You like it makes me want to stand in front of a semi. So you have those Bingham eyes. I don't know if they're Bingham eyes. Coffee or eyes. They're coffee they're eyes. Co- they're Mary Jo Cocoa eyes. They're cocoa eyes. I don't know what I just Do said. Do we have nice eyes? What did I just say? That we have cocoa eyes? I just, I just revealed your identity. I know. Sorry. So you have these eyes that look like they look angry. They look kind of squinty. They, I will, that's for my grandma. They will fuck your shit up. Yeah, they don't they're cross squinty. me. No. That's, that's what they for, look like. That's for my grandma. For my You've mean got a grandma. beard. <clears throat> You've got some shoulders. I do have shoulders. You do. You've got amazing legs. This is making me really uncomfortable. Oh, but, I know. But keep going. You've got <laughs> You've got a nice tight ass. I mean, I'm not talking about your asshole because I've never seen it. I've never been involved with I'll it. I'll send you a picture if you want. I please God, please God, I dear won't. God, dear God. I won't. I won't. Oh, dear God. <clears throat> anyway. Sometimes people I wasn't done. Okay, go ahead. And neighbor wants to fuck you. That's all I'm saying. But he's like so, like he's insanely hot. I'm done having this conversation. Okay. <laughs> okay. This is what I was going to say when okay. I interrupted you. Yes. Like there are people that have like weird sexual relationship, relationships with their friends. Like they're kind of flirty and they're kind of whatever. And I just think like I would rather be <laughs> killed in my sleep <laughs> than have a sexual encounter with you. I mean, no offense. <clears throat> No offense. You're beautiful. Oh, you're talking about me? Yeah. Specifically me. Well, not you specifically, but like <laughs> others of our friends. But like, you know what I mean? I think it's weird that people, I mean, I, I don't know. Do you think it's weird that people have like sex with their friends or sexy times with their friends? Um, I don't. Okay. I mean, I guess like I would like to have sexy times with our male friends. Who but, are straight. Right, of course. <laughs> But I don't want to. I don't want to see your tits, even though I have. Right. Well, first of all, you're gay. Uh, fair. If you were my straight male friend, and you were like, okay, interesting. I'd like to see your tits. I would consider it. Okay. But I'm not one of those girls who's like, okay, here they are, and put your I dick in between them. Why? I don't know why we're talking I, about this. <laughs> I don't know why either. I mean, I I just want to say since you brought me into this, uh-huh. okay. Um, <clears throat> That I don't think it's weird that friends can have sexy times. Um, I've gotten super picky, and I I I think it's fine. But sure. me personally, um, not what I'm looking for right okay, now. Okay, okay. Um, speaking Put of sexy times, so someone posted. I saw a post online today where someone said, <clears throat> "I really miss that thing where you're at a bar with a friend mm. and you both order a drink mm. and you both take a sip mm. and you say, oh my God, this is so good. Yeah. And your friend says, wait, what's in it? And you describe it to them and yeah. they say, oh, that does sound good. And then you say, here, try it. Yeah. And then they take a little sip of your drink yeah. and there is no, there was no fear of like a deadly pandemic right. destroying your lives. Right. I miss those times. Anyway. Me too. That has, that has nothing to do with sexy times with your friends. I mean, I guess it does. You can't have sexy times with your friends during a pandemic. It's probably safer to have a dick in your mouth than share a cocktail. Yeah, that's true. But I do love a cocktail. I love a cock. 
tell. Anyway, what's your number four? My number four <clears throat> is, um, do you know your number four? Uh-huh. Why don't you go ahead? Okay, great. Because you have to remember yours. <laughs> yes. So about a year ago, Uh-oh. the pandemic began. I remember. This was, uh, this, we were pre-Hanks Wilson and then Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson. <laughs> were diagnosed with COVID and we became post-Hanks Wilson. We entered a, post, a post-Hanks <clears throat> Wilson world and everything changed. They got it over with. I know, but it was like, that was the moment. Like, I was like... There was life pre-Hanks Wilson and there was life post-Hanks Wilson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. anyway, we, we had entered a post-Hanks Wilson world. Mm-hmm. We had all shut down. Yeah. We were all staying home. Oh. No one was going anywhere. Oh my, it was like uh, a ghost town God, everywhere I you went. Miss the whole those country days. Was a- I miss those days so much. <laughs> We were making sourdough bread. We were wearing we were pajamas. That coffee. We were making that, yeah, that whipped coffee. Anyway, I didn't. Then here in Utah, we had an earthquake. Oh my god! And I woke up one morning, you fucking did, to my house shaking. Yes. It was my previous house. Oh my god! I had this moment of thinking it was my cats running across my bed because my cats are always doing like Olympic sports at three in the morning. Of course. And this was not that. It was like six or seven in the morning, like seven maybe. Mm-hmm. Anyway, there was an earthquake. Things fell down and broke. Yes. My phone started blowing up. My kids were texting me. My siblings were texting me. Everyone was like, did you feel that? What's happening? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I was like, well, what the fuck do we do now? Uh Like, what do you do after an earthquake? Am I supposed to go somewhere? Yeah. Like, I put on all my clothes. I put on, like, hiking boots. Yeah. I I went into my living room. I took everything off the shelves. You put on hiking boots. And piled it on the floor. I took all the things off my shelves. Uh I sat in the middle of my room for like an hour, far away from everything, just like refreshing Twitter. Uh Wishing you were just a hole. Right. Then I went up to my bedroom. I threw up. (laughs) Oh, my God. And then I fell asleep for like seven hours. Anyway, (laughs) it was a very traumatic day. (laughs) And it's been almost a year. It's like oh we're within God. a month of it, like within a month of it being almost a year from that yeah. earthquake. And it wasn't, I mean, it was a big earthquake, but it wasn't, there wasn't a ton of property damage, especially here in Salt Lake. Like the earthquake was a little bit further out. Anyway, to this day, okay. like today we had a pretty stormy day. There was some like wind and rain. The wind starts blowing and the windows start vibrating. And I think it's an earthquake. Okay. I also, as I said, live in a complex of townhomes. Once a week, these big giant trucks come to, like, take the dumpsters and empty all the trash. And everything shakes. And I think it's an earthquake. Right. Every single time. It's like that scene in uh, Mary Poppins where everyone has to hold on to the lamps and yes, the books. Yes, exactly. Right. Exactly. So, <clears throat> I I have never been through an earthquake before. I know there are people in California that, that live through earthquakes, like, four times a week mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. But, like, I have not <laughs> recovered from the trauma of that earthquake one mm-hmm. year ago. And also, there was a feeling, like... When everything shut down, there was this feeling of like, oh, we're going to be home. Like, I'm going to I'm gonna do yoga every day and I'm going to meditate every day. And I'm going to, like, I'm going to, you know, I had all these goals of things I could work on, w- could work on while we were, like, at home. And they felt very realistic. Mm-hmm. And then that earthquake happened and I did not do a, a single fucking thing it, for one year. That- <laughs> for, for 365 days. That makes complete sense All to me. those goals yes, went completely out the window. That makes absolute sense. And I just lived in fear of the earthquake for the next. 
I even remember when my job, when we went back to my job the first time and I was like getting like ready and like putting on actual clothes for the first time, I was like, oh, I'm missing this pair of shoes. Where did this pair of shoes go? I had lost a pair of shoes. The which earthquake. I, which I had could not figure out. No, I had set those shoes under my bed with socks in them so that were the earthquake to come back while I was sleeping, I would have shoes like on the ready I cannot next to my bed. And then they had kind of gotten pushed under. I can't. And I found them like three months later and I was like, oh, that's why I haven't been able to find these so- shoes because they have been like the earthquake shoes, like waiting for the moment when I need to like strap on my Sassanese and like run for the hills. Everything about you makes so much more sense now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what's your number four? Oh my God. Okay. My number four is <clears throat> my ex-husband Gary. Yes. Who God is rest like, his soul. He is like one class short of being a certified public accountant on what? top. Oh Yeah. Jesus, what? Just as like a side thing when he was bored one time. Oh, seven days a week. Because he, are, <laughs> he already has two master's degrees. Right. And then he was like, if I could just, this is when we were married and raising the kids. He was like, if I just did like some CPA work on the side, it'd be that much more income, you know. Like on when I think about work I can do on the side, I want to figure out how to build my feet picks. Your feet picks. Yeah, I knew you were yeah. going to say feet picks. My feet picks empire. Yes, yes, yes. And Gary is like, what if I was an accountant? <laughs> And I'm so, like, what if I took pictures of my feet for strangers on the internet to masturbate to? And for, anyway, if you guys have an in, let me know. Send me oh. send me a DM. Right, right. So anyway, and so he uh, has done my taxes for years and years and years. Bless him. Uh huh. Always tries to get me the best refund that he possibly can. Right. He's been working on my taxes today. Yes. And today he texted me that. Shit. I may oh. What? That I may owe. Yes. And uh, I definitely had a trauma response to that. Sure. <clears throat> kind of like I do when I get, like, something goes into collections. I Isn't ask, capitalism fun? I, I mean, here's the thing. We, we were given this two stimuli checks. Sure, right. Because the goal is to keep the economy going. Remember and- how one of them was $600? <laughs> Like, I can't even buy a place. I... Anyway, go ahead. And yet, because of the system we're in, all of us who collected some unemployment last year yeah. are going to end up owing and have this new bill right. slapped on our list of expenses. And here, how is that good for the economy? Here's something that you may not know if you've never been on unemployment or if you're not an American. And if you're not an American, God bless you. And, right. And just thank your lucky stars. Imagine living in Denmark. I, God, I know. But <laughs> in America, when you collect unemployment, which is money that is given to you when you literally do not have a job and need money to survive. Right. That money is taxable income. Yes. So what they recommend you do when you're on unemployment. Which is typically maybe 60% Oh, yeah. It's a very small portion of what you have were previously right, making at a job. Right, But what they recommend is that you set aside 10 to 20% of that unemployment for future taxes. But, like, of course no one does that because you don't. You can't, you don't, you can't afford it. you're already deciding you're what ba- bill you're yeah, not going to pay. You're barely scraping by because yeah. you're getting this, like, small stipend from the government to survive. Yes. And that, and because this, ha- this exact same thing happened to me when there was a year that I was on unemployment for about four months. Yeah. When I'd been laid off from a job. And then taxes came <laughs> due and I was completely fucked in the ass. Yeah. 
because without any lube. No, with no with just spit. With just some dry spit. Like mostly bubbles, not a lot of liquid. Right. They hadn't been hydrating. No, no, yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like that, but suddenly this money that was given to you to help you survive while you literally were not sure how you were gonna pay your bills is taxable income. Right. And you know, if you're on an employment for six months, even though it's not a lot of money, it adds up to a large sum in the scheme of taxes. Uh-huh. And so then we're like, oh, you didn't know you had to pay taxes on all this money? It's like, right. it makes no sense to me right. that we are we are taxing people on the money that we give them when they literally don't have any other way to make money. If there's anyone out there who's in finance. Is someone a or, senator? Or, or are, you, at, <laughs> no, are no. you a member of the House of Representatives? <laughs> oh, like that's going to do any right. good. So AOC, are you listening? <laughs> this law is fucked up. AOC, can you hear me? Can you imagine if AOC listened to this podcast? Anyway, AOC, I, I love you. So, I, love I you could so die. I could die. I love you so much. Anyway, anyone out there in finance or who's taken um, economics, explain to me capitalism. When we get our next stimulus check of fourteen hundred, supposedly, right? I'm just going to have to pay that to the IRS. Ugh. How does that stimulate the government? Ugh. Here's the thing. We shouldn't be calling them stimulus checks because they are survival checks. Thank you. They are not checks where you're like going to buy a new boat to no. stimulate the right. economy. Or, or pay off a loan. Right. They are they are checks where you are back paying some taxes or, or some rent or something that you owe. Anyway, I hate America and I hate capitalism. Right. Anyway, that's a trauma response. Should we take a break or do you have more to say? I just want to say what my trauma response feels like. Oh, okay, okay. This pause is really good for the audio, for the aural experience of this podcast. Well, it's it's dramatic. I have a degree. So. (laughs) In acting. (laughs) Literally. Mine is in creative. Mine is in creative writing. How are we not millionaires? I know. Um, My trauma response is that... I feel like I'm nothing. Oh shit. That my credit score is bigger than me. Yeah. As a per- my credit score is bigger than me as a person and my worth. And that and no one gives a shit about me as a human being because because you have bad credit. Because the man. Do you know when credit scores were invented? Like the 70s? No, it's something? like 1989. Oh. It's not even that long ago. Fuck. They're a completely made-up number and it is, that no other country has. It is the most, like, set you up for failure. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. I have never missed a car payment. No, same. Never missed a rent payment. Same. I need a new car yesterday. Right, that minivan's not going anywhere. It's not a minivan. I know. I will cut you. I will drink the rest of the Vornier, and I already have, You're by already the way. Anyway. But, um... But you no cannot one, get a car payment. No a one car cares. Yeah. No one cares that I never missed. Yeah. I never missed a credit card payment. Yeah. yeah. No one cares. No. It's this fucking motherfucking number. It's capitalism. Anyway. Anyway. What, how, are we going to take a break and then do number five and yeah, wrap up? Yeah, we should. No, this is this has gone long. <laughs> and I got to pee. So oh, let's take yeah. a break and do number five and wrap up. Okay. Certified That's freak. freak. Seven, Seven days I'm recording. a week. I'm recording. Certified. It's like a chant. 
Like we're um, like we've been brainwashed. Certified freak. I'm sending inappropriate texts that I should not be sending. To who? Just to someone that I work with that I should. Anyway, it's fine. No, not inappropriate in that way. Like inappropriate that are it's kind of gossipy in your heart. And I shouldn't be gossipy at work. Anyway, That's what's your cute. number five? That's cute. What's your number five? My number five is. I can tell that my calf muscles are diminishing. <gasps> Gay gas. And that yes. And but you're hiking like every fucking day. I I have not. I have I, I so I've been at a desk. Yeah, I was at a desk for ninety days. Right. I think I I think I quit on just the like 90, Jesus. My, <laughs> just like Jesus in the Book of Matthew. <laughs> he was at a desk for ninety days. Sister Twain has left the building with no food and no water. You guys, this candle cannot be under a bushel <laughs> or on my muns. This candle should be on a large muns. <laughs> Unwaxed. Maybe that's the name of our new podcast for the people. <laughs> a, a candle on a large muns. It's not rolling off the tongue, but let's work on it. Anyway. Not, we'll work on it. We're, work, we're going to workshop it. <coughs> candle on a large muns. Send Speaking us your thoughts. of muns and rolling off the tongue. Oh, baby. Yoy. Capricorn moon right here, baby. Give it to me. So your While calf- I cry. <laughs> while I sob. You guys, we haven't been drinking at all. Your calf muscles. <laughs> My calf moon. No, my calf muscles. My number five is really sad. Just Are, so, you know. <laughs> so, like, I want you to kind of set me up for that moment. Get it's ready really to hold sad. space, people. Hold space. Um, okay. When I notice that my calf muscles are diminishing, mm-hmm. that means that I'm going to hate my body even more than I already oh, do. Jesus. But no, don't, don't, don't do that. Shh. Shh. <laughs> it just means that. Okay, here's what I'm going to say. And I've had a lot of vionnier. You've had like one and a half ounces, yeah, but that's of, fine. Right. A vonier. Uh-huh. Um, here's what I'm going to say. So you all know what I said on a previous episode about like, I don't want anyone to describe my body unless they can say my, they can see my hip bones jutting out. Right. Which is horrible. And then you felt guilty about that. I did. I, so I texted guilty. you and I said, yeah. please find a new podcast like, partner. I am the worst. Please delete that podcast. Um. <clears throat> And you were like, oh, my God, can you imagine if I found anyone else? Because no. you're in love we're with magic. me. We're magic. We're yeah. magic. Um, we're a candle on a mong. <laughs> Dear God. Remind me I need to pick up a green bell pepper on my way home. Okay. So, okay. Because <clears throat> it's Mardi Gras. Right. You're making gumbo. I am. The yeah. girls are making gumbo at Did you home. already make the king cake? They're wait- it's been rising. Okay. Just, the king cake is yeasted? Just like my... Oh, fuck yes. Really? Bitch, it's an ordeal. I didn't know that. Don't even come for me right okay. now. I, okay? I wasn't. Do not come for I me, I wasn't going Coffee. to, but I had no idea that the king cake was a yeasted dough. That's a new podcast. Anyway, so you're... It's a certified freak. Oh, your calf... Okay. So, okay, we gotta my get calf to the muscles calf are diminishing. Are, yeah. This means a lot. Capricorn moon. This... <laughs> this is a keep tell... Going, keep going. When keep my going. calf muscles are diminishing, right. this is a telltale sign. Right. That I am... Hold space. A candy wrapper that is probably like oh, uh, an O. Henry. Something people really don't give a shit about. And it's stuck on the bottom of someone's shoe. And they're walking through melted snow in New York. Okay. And they don't even notice it. Wait. That's how I feel about myself. About your calf muscles? Well, because of what it means about my entire body. Okay. Okay. It means that... So the trauma response... Is that I am a piece of garbage. So you notice your calf muscles were smaller, right. were shrinking. Right. And that made you feel bad about yourself. So here's the thing. I okay. I believe that 
Faith Without Works is dead. <laughs> no, the I, children are our future. <laughs> I, I just, I have this, I, I, I have a big, deep, 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 deep thing that I need to work through with right. my therapist. Right. About how if I don't believe that I'm fuckable, uh-huh. that I might as well not exist. Oh, wow. So anyway, my calf anyway, muscles. Okay, great. Calf <laughs> muscles. Okay, so we're going to wrap it up because... <laughs> wrap it up quick because yours the, is even more depressing. The boinure is flowing freely. <laughs> so I had an experience the other day. Okay. As we've mentioned, we lost a friend earlier this year. The ALS friend? Yes. Great. Let's <clears throat> um, talk about that. Let's do and that has been and that has been a really weird hard difficult experience because for any of you that have lost someone during the pandemic it's really weird because you never i mean and you lost your dad during the pandemic the five people i mentioned yeah. none of them died of covid yeah but like but it's that whole idea that like you like when someone dies what we do as a community is we gather and we tell stories and we laugh and we cry and we hug each other and we hold each other and none of that can happen right now. Mm-mm. So I lost my best friend mm-hmm. who and and his wife who was also my best friend. Like we can't gather with our friends and tell stories you and laugh and cry. You weren't even able to go to the funeral. No, the funeral was on, on <clears> YouTube <throat> anyway. And I refused to watch it because it was Mormon-centric. It was really, it was rough. Anyway, so... The other day, I had this experience where something funny happened, and I thought, oh, I should text this to so-and-so. Oh. And it wasn't, it wasn't, <clears throat> like, I have had the, had the thought before of, like, let's just say his name is Gary, our friend who died. Like, I have had the thought before where I've thought, I should send this, oh, if Gary was alive, I would send him this funny meme, or I would send him this funny article, right. or whatever. If he was alive, if Gary was a alive. wistful mournful but longing. this was the first time and this never happened when my dad passed away but this was the first time that in my brain for this like half of a second i thought oh my gosh i've got a text this to gary mm-hmm. and then my brain went oh fuck gary's dead dead you can't text this to gary right right and all of the <clears throat> grief from the last several months came crashing down upon me cool in like a one second, there was like a one second period of like, I should text this. You can't text it. He's dead. Oh my God, all the grief. I feel you. And that has never happened to me before. Okay. Yeah. And it was very, like, it it like literally took my breath away. It was so surprising oh. and so painful. Yeah. And so <clears throat> difficult. Yeah. And I was like, "Fuck you, brain!" Yeah. Like, why does your why does my brain play those right. games? I like it. That was all my brain saying, like, letting me believe for a second that he was alive, and then I could text him this funny thing, and then being like, "Oh shit, he's actually dead." You can't text him this funny thing. Yeah. Anyway, it was a lot. So that was my trauma response. <laughs> was having that moment, and then I texted his his widow and just said oh my gosh, this has happened. This has never happened to me before. And she and I had a really great conversation about grief and loss and PTSD and, you know, all these things that that are part of the grieving process that we don't necessarily recognize are part of the grieving process. But um, anyway, so we it ended up being kind of a lovely conversation with her and, and, it, and it allowed me to kind of address and recognize some of these feelings. But in the moment, it was this terrifying two and a half seconds where my brain like took me on a fucking journey. God. Fuck you brain. I saw this. Uh, so I follow this one person who's a therapist who posts primarily about grief uh-huh. and 
she posted a story today about a widow uh-huh. or a widower, I don't know which, who was making dinner and didn't realize until he had plated everything that he made a plate for. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. You guys, grief is the worst. And it's crazy. It's the, it is, it's, it's so ins- insidious and it's mean and it's like beautiful and it's all the things, but it is, <clears throat> it's, it's the most unexpected of emotions and the trickiest of emotions. And the key is just letting it be tricky yeah. and weird. Yeah. That's and, the hard and part. And letting it let and just not, be, yeah. it's nothing like in the movies. Yeah. No. There is, there are. I would say, of the five deaths last year, Jesus, two that I cried about immediately. Right. And they were my two college friends, uh-huh. our friend Gary and then our other friend Gary. Right. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you know. Um, <clears throat> that doesn't mean that I had a good cry and I was fine. Yeah. But that's just to say, like, in the movies, you see, you find out someone dies and you start to cry or yeah. you freak out and then you cry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I didn't. When my dad died, I didn't cry for like three weeks. Great. And it was re- and I was really freaking out about it. I was like, "What is wrong with me?" Yeah. But no, grief isn't is a tricky, twisted game, right? That you just don't know what's coming. So yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that with crying, with the release of oxytocin, which is supposed, which is this great thing, yeah, uh, <clears throat> such think- a great thing that so many Mormon housewives <laughs> are taking a synthetic form of it. <laughs> I know. But prescribed I think, by their doctors after their boob jobs. In the most complicated scenarios of grief, we don't let ourselves cry because we're not ready to release that oxytocin. Yeah. Anyway, we'll just anyway, leave that there. <laughs> this is a funny podcast about dicks. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram. <laughs> the hot drinks. Hot drinks on Instagram. Sister Twain's going to post a photo of the unicorn snow globe inside the pig inside vase. Inside the pig vase, yes. If you want to follow us on Instagram. And I'm just going to write, if you know, you know. Here's, here's what I will say. Oh, God. I feel bad that I have <laughs> denigrated this podcast several times during this podcast. In what way? Like I've said, like, I can't believe these people are still listening. Surely z- these people have dropped. Charm. I know. If we didn't say things like that, people But if you're listen. still listening, just send us a message and just say, we're still listening. We love you. <laughs> I just need it for my own emotional learning. <laughs> Anyway, or email us at hotdrinksforthebelly at gmail.com. Yes. And if you want to sign up for our Patreon where we deliver gifts 80% of the time. Yeah, 85. 85% of the time. That's at patreon.com slash hotdrinks. You can give us a little money. It helps us make this podcast. It does. It helps me pay my Chase Amazon credit card bill. (laughs) And I really, really appreciate it. So (laughs) patreon.com slash hotdrinks for bonus episodes. And that's all. What what else do you have to say? That's it. I just... uh... Uh, I got, I gotta go home and make gumbo. You're all certified freaks. Seven days a week. We're holding space for you. If it was the Beatles, they'd say eight days a week. Oh, those fuckers. <laughs>